Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about this Padres team after a walk-off win by Jose Azucar last night. Super, super fun win. They're down 2-0. It looks like there's no offense. They Somehow they generate a couple runs. Jake Cronenworth saves the game with a diving catch. Manny Machado doesn't come up in two situations where he's basically come up every single year and the Padres still find a way to come and win. So today we just wanted to talk about, you know, how good this team can actually be because, we, I mean, we were talking before recording right now, and it feels a lot different this, this year than it did last year. And you look at this roster, you compare it to last year's roster, and it's night and day in the pitching department. So we, want, we wanted to get into this a little bit. Um, also have Matt Devine on as well. So Matt, you want to introduce yourself, give a little plug to your show, and then let us know how you feel about this Padres team. How good can they be this season? Absolutely. Thank you. Also, Matt, who also went to Cal Poly. Love to see it. Um, Isaac, what's up, my guy? Appreciate you guys for having me on. I've been a big follower for a while, so I'm excited to talk some Padres baseball. Uh, my name is Matt Devine. I am one of the three members of the Divine Sports Gospel. Um, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, TikTok. So if you guys want to check us out, big Padres fans tweet about the pods all the time. So feel free to ch check out our channel. But I'm um, super excited to be on. Last night's game was absolutely incredible, right? So I was watching. We actually recorded last night as well. And um, we were recording, and we had the game on in the background. And I saw uh, Tyrone Taylor hit that two-run uh, single. And I'm like, ah, it might not be our day. Like, it's all good. Like, two outs, right? Two strikes. I'm like, that always kind of sucks when, like, they get hits like that. So I didn't really think anything of it. I kind of moved on. And then just Nick Martinez battling and the bases loaded situation in the fourth inning where no outs, bases loaded, gets two outs, Jake Cronenworth makes a play of the game. Just like little stuff like that, right? And it kind of reminded me a little bit of the last season when we played the Dodgers and Tim Hill came into that game and we made that double play with him and Tatis where that, that won us the game pretty much. Um, and it's like little plays like that that you remember deep into the season is like, oh, like if that ball goes through, we lose that game. Let's be completely honest, right? But like little stuff like that has been happening more often with Bob Melvin, with this new team that I feel like it's not even a coincidence anymore. I feel like we're just a better baseball team. If you have, if you continue to have more and more things that you're looking at, like Joe Musgrove has eight quality starts. He started eight games. Shamanaya has six quality starts. When you look at our team now, Compared to even three days before spring training or before the season was going to start, we traded Chris Paddock, which I, I always liked Chris Paddock and I wish him the best. It absolutely sucks that he has to have Tommy John surgery. But when you look at that deal, we traded Chris Paddock for Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers has been the best closer in baseball right now. He looks honestly unhittable at times. If we didn't have Taylor Rogers, Luis Garcia would probably be our closer. And as you guys have seen, it would probably, we probably would not have as many wins as we have right now. So that is incredible. Sean Mania, having Sean Mania as your pitcher over Chris Paddock right now, Chris Paddock wouldn't be pitching. Like our, our entire roster. Mackenzie Gore got dropped out of the top 100 prospects last year. He's coming in and he's looking like he's going to win NL Rookie of the Year. Like things are happening this year that, of course, as Padres fans, it's obvious, it's very easy for us to be optimistic because we haven't ever really won anything, to be completely honest. But it feels like things are in the works. It feels like the dynamic of the team, the team chemistry are high. It looks like everybody's having a good time and the players are just better. And this is without the top five player in baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. Our, literally our best baseball player hasn't even played yet. And we're one of the best teams in the league. Manny Machado has put the team on his back figuratively, literally, however you want to say it. And what's crazy is we won that game last night with Manny Machado leaving the bases loaded in the seventh and leaving runners on first and third in the ninth. 
we we lost we literally won that game with both of those things happening that's a, there's something in the water it's the bob melvin water dude i'm i'm, I'm loving it but little rant there but isaac what what, what you feel my guy Go to rant, bro. Go to rant. I really like it. I like the enthusiasm and everything. It's super fun, man. I mean, you look at this Padres team right now. It, you're right. It's just different. It's something about this team. You look at Manny Machado. He leads all position players in war. You look at Joe Musgrove. I believe he leads the league in quality starts. He's top seven in, in war for pitchers right now. Taylor Rogers leads the league in saves, as well as being a top top three reliever in war right now. I mean, you got guys that are just per, being flat out some of the best players in baseball. Not only that, you're not getting production from Jake Cronenworth. Luke Boyd, some guys that have, you know, have been productive in their past. And when they start clicking, this Padres team is going to be even more dangerous. To me, it's not a matter of if they start clicking. Jake is my guy. He's going to click. Luke Boyd, a little, a little, you know, less, less optimistic, but he hits for, he's proven he can hit for power. He's done it before. He can do it still. You look, and then you're, you look at the guys you're still getting production from. You're finally getting production from Hassan Kim. He looks fantastic. He's one of the best shortstops in baseball right now. I said before the season, he needs to be somewhat like like last year's Tommy Edmond for the Cardinals. He's that this year, but he's I mean Tommy Edmond right now is a top five player in baseball. If you look at it from War, he's absurd. Um, so unfair to compare him to that, but comparing to Tommy Ed Edmond last year, that's a good one. Um, and you're getting production from guys like Jose Azucar who hit the walk off last night. You're just getting production from from guys you didn't expect to. That's a really good sign when you're thinking, oh man, what's going to happen when we get production from the guys we expected. You're going to get production from them. You're doing it without a top five player in baseball, the most electrifying player in baseball. So I don't know, man. Something's different about this Padres team. And, and we talked about it earlier. The difference between this baseball team with Bob Melvin and Jace Tingler is night and day. Bob Melvin is a top five manager in baseball. And the fact that A.J. Peller was able to bring him in is, I don't know how he did it, but that is fantastic. A.J. Peller deserves props for that. Not only that, for that Taylor Rogers trade. What an amazing trade. I mean, like you said, if if we didn't have him, Luis Garcia would probably be our closer. Maybe even Robert Suarez. We've seen him blow. I mean, it hasn't been pretty from, from those guys. Luis Garcia has been decent. You know, Robert Suarez has looked better lately. Um, but if, if we don't have Taylor Rogers, this might be the worst bullpen in baseball. And um, it's just a very exciting time right now for us Padres fans. The energy is different. I love that Polaroid thing they got going on. This shit is so sick. Um I mean, I love the swag chain. I think this might be even cooler, though. Correct me. I mean, feel free to disagree. I think it's even cooler. No, I think it's different. I think it's different. I like the Polaroid a lot because it's not as flashy. And I and trust me, I like the swag chain. And I thought them selling the swag chain at Petco was awesome. Like, I think that's like all the little kids rocking the swag chain, like the grandpas rocking the swag chain. I thought that was lit. But like the Polaroid is just a cooler, like, and it kind of is more of the San Diego vibe, right? Like Joe Musgrove, Mania, like they seem like the kind of dudes that will like, go to the beach and like take pictures and stuff like it's kind of like the vibe of the team is like chill it doesn't look like we're like ever stressed which i think is like totally different than old padres teams which is uh pretty lit absolutely 100 you look at this padres team too they're just vibing right now man like they're just the padres team is just a vibe right now and and you look at it from top to bottom they're top in in productive outs in all the small categories that don't show up in the stats the Padres are amongst the top of them, like productive outs. I forgot the rest, but they're amongst the top. So, I mean, this Padres team's doing everything right. They're not hitting all these home runs the way that, you know, the modern day of baseball expects teams to. That says if you don't hit this amount of home runs, you're not going to win. The Padres are defying that right now. They are playing small ball baseball in the form of a Trent Grisham bunt single for an RBI. 
in terms of a single by Jose Azucar, which started with a Jerkson pro for a ground ball to second base. They're just doing that repeatedly. And every time this Padres team is down, it I mean, it's kind of the same as last year, except from July to September. If they were down, you knew they were going to lose. But before that, it was, who cares? They're going to win. Like, they still have a chance to win. That's what this Padres team feels like right now, and that's without a guy that puts up seven war. So this is, honest. this might be the most talented team in Padres history. If you're a 98 fan, I'm sorry. I completely see where you're coming from because that team was stupid stacked. But the way this pitching rotation is right now and the way this team is just putting up runs, I don't know. This team, super fun to watch right now. 100%. And and you start looking into it, and it's not even just Fernando Tatis that's going to cut like into this lineup. You have Fernando Tatis coming back. You brought up Jake Cronenworth right now is barely hitting over 200. Those numbers are going to go up. Most of his metrics show like, okay, he's not chasing at a weird rate. Like he's going to bounce back. Um, I fully expect that to happen. Luke Voigt is, is playing horrendous. And Luke Voigt is an 850 OPS guy. And he can easily hit 25 plus home runs a season. So he's been in a massive slump. Um, then you look at, you guys didn't even bring up the bullpen. The bullpen has been bad. Like, this is a team that's winning late in games, and they're coming from behind, and their bullpen's been bad. Well, hopefully you have Palm back. That's a big if. But if you get Palm back, that's massive. Because having Drew Pomerantz, if he is healthy, and Taylor Rogers would be absolutely disgusting at the back end of the bullpen. But not only him. Morahone is pitching in rehab right now. Castillo's pitching in rehab right now. Like, you have guys that are coming back. You have, those are two lefties right there that are really, really good players. So I think we're going to see some guys coming back. People kind of, under, like, don't really talk about Pierce Johnson being out. has actually been a really big blow to this team, and they're still able to stay above water late in games. The Padres right now are one of the best teams at scoring after the sixth inning. They get to teams late a lot. I mean, I don't know if you guys feel like this, but every time the Padres are in extra innings, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a – they get they score the run every time. I feel like there hasn't been – maybe like once this year. No, they won a game in the 11th inning. I remember that. So there's been a couple times this year. But it basically feels like they come up, they sacrifice the guy over, and then someone else sacrifices him in. All that little small ball stuff like you're talking about, productive outs, Isaac, you can see it. If you watch game in and game out, you notice these things. Last year – the Padres were not doing that. The Padres were losing runs because they were batting guys in weird places. There was no consistency in the lineup. Guys were hitting, and then got like guys would be on fire, and then for some reason, like they would never build a be in like an opportunity to bring guys in. It was just everything was always off, um, especially from like July on last year. Um, and then you also look back and you go, well, what was the big issue then? Well, there was two starters on the team, so you'd have two starters, and you'd either toss out Ryan Weathers or back-to-back bullpen days or. Velasquez and Arrieta, it was just a mess late in the season. That's not going to happen this year. Clev has barely, Clev is on IL right now, but he's barely pitched. Blake Snell is going to pitch his second game tonight. Like, you haven't had two of those guys that, honestly, like you traded a lot of your farm system for, but those two guys, and they haven't even been really a part of this team, and you're still winning. Now, I think you got to give props to a couple guys that have just played unbelievable. Manny Machado. Manny Machado is the clear frontrunner for MVP right now. Mackenzie Gore, he is looking like he's going to be the rookie of the year if he plays like he, how he has been, um, especially with Seiya Suzuki slumping lately as well. So you have two guys there that could potentially you know, win a rookie of the year and an MVP. Um, and it, it's still early on in the year, but I, I do think it's significantly different because last year 
it always felt like, okay, like when did this team starts hitting its stride again? When they start hitting their stride again? But they were cooked. The bullpen was cooked. Starters were going five innings, four innings most of the time. Even now, it's not. And the other thing is, you look at the starters' numbers, it's not like you're like, well, Sean Manaya is playing way better. He's going to fall back down to earth. Like, no, he's putting up his normal numbers. He's just pitching seven innings into the game and he's allowing two runs and he's, he's playing well. Like, it's a lot more of that, a lot more consistency. And the amount of games that the Padres have won this year where it's three to two or, or two to one or something, it, it, that's the difference for this team right now. Winning these small games where you're just, you know, able to kind of scrap out wins, it's huge. You add Fernando Tatis, you add a, an outfield bat, that's going to go a long way. So, Matt, Isaac, I asked you guys this question. How good can the Padres be in terms of record? I won't get into playoffs, but how good can they be in terms of record? Could they win the division? Yeah, Matt, that's a great question. Um, so, one, I loved, I absolutely loved your point on the five innings with the pitchers, right? Like, Jace Tingler last year, if any pitcher had it, like, there's two runners on in the uh, top of the six with no outs, he takes the pitcher out and he puts in our bullpen. He would never let the pitcher work, right? And it ended up coming to bite us back in, like, bite us in the ass when, by August, we had no bullpen left or anyone that could give us meaningful innings. We had, like you said, Ryan Weathers, Jake Arietta, and Vince Velasquez starting games. Like, that's not going to happen this year, like you mentioned. So I was talking to my little brother about this, who I do the I do the show with, and we were talking, and I'm like, okay, so currently we are 28 and 14, correct? So 28 and 14, we've played some really, really good teams, and we've played some really, really bad teams. But what people don't understand, or at least need to understand more, is the good teams are good because they beat the bad teams. We absolutely murdered the Reds when the Reds were in probably their worst stretch that they'll be in all season. Because as a law of averages, they'll win at least 65 games this year. I don't see them losing that many games. But six of them, they've already lost, and it's all to us. So we have those games. That's for the rest of the season. We never play the Reds again, but we have already won six games against those guys. Like we keep beating up on the shitty teams enough sooner than later. You look and you're like, Oh, like we're actually a pretty good team, right? All you got to do is be 500 against the Dodgers, be 500 against the good teams. If you go win, win a series brewers, right? We win. If we win the series this weekend against the brewers, like you just continue to win series sooner than later. You look, you're like, dude, we're like 30 games over 500. And I truly think right now, without the best player on our team, we're 28 and 14. Why, I don't, why can't we win 100 games, right? Like, especially with the arms that we have coming back, does that mean we're going to win the division? I don't know. But honestly, as much as I would love to win the division, like, as you could see by the Giants last year, shit doesn't matter. Like, hey, I would, I would love to win the division, but I'd much rather make it to a World Series. I don't care if I don't care if the Padres in the next the Dodgers have won the division the last eight years, right? What do they have to show for it? A Mickey Mouse ring, right? And like, and don't get mad at me for saying it was a Mickey Mouse ring. You guys won the World Series, but it was a 60-game season. If the 60-game season happened last year, the Padres would have been the one seed. The Padres also ended up being 28 games out of first place at the end of the 162-game season. So it was a little bit of a weird season. I also understand they swept us com completely valid. It does help when you're when our best pitcher was Zach Davies in the series. There's probably a little bit of a uh, talent mismatch, but I truly think why why can't this team win 100 games? Especially with hey the Giants, Giants had the season the Giants had last year was a bunch of scrappy players had their career years and it all just worked out and good for them. 
But guess what? You can't expect the Darren Ruffs of the world to play like an all-star every single year. So when you look at a team like the Giants and you look at their lineup and you're like, wow, how are they winning these games? Sooner than later, they won't win these games. When their pitching doesn't pitch out of their ass and they get all the lucky breaks like they got last year. The Giants winning that many games last year screwed us because they would beat up on us. If we can beat up on teams like the Giants, if the Rockies the Rockies are screwed with that Chris Bryant contract, they're going to be done for the next 10 years. Like the dumbest contract they could possibly do. They let go of Nolan Arenado, who – Manny's better, but Nolan is really, really good. And I, I wish I wish I didn't I wish he was in the AL so I didn't have to worry about him. But Nolan Arenado is really good. And they paid the Cardinals to take their best player. They're, they're an unserious franchise. So the J- Rockies are unserious. The Dimebacks are playing pretty well and they have a decent future. Not a great future, but they're not gonna. We should win every series against the Dimebacks. So sooner than later, you look at these series, you're like, dude, if we keep beating teams like the Brewers, like if we keep beating up on even good teams, like why can't we win a hundred games? I, I think this team has, I truly believe every single game we have at least an even matchup with the pitchers today, Corbin Burns versus Blake Snell. I'd give the nod to Corbin Burns, but Blake Snell won a uh, Cy Young as well. Right? Like, it's not like, he, it's not like we're starting Ryan Weathers, no disrespect to Ryan, but like we're, we're starting every game. We have a Nick Martinez versus Adrian Hauser. I'd take Nick Martinez. Mackenzie Gore versus majority of the pitchers in MLB right now. I'm taking Mackenzie Gore, right? Like, and you look at these matchups, you're like, unless it's a cold night in San Francisco, I'm taking you Darvish every night, right? And if you have the pitching, if you have the pitching matchup every night and your lineup has an MVP candidate in it, sooner than later, you start looking, you're like, dude, we should be favored in every game or at least majority of the games. And, and if you're favored in every game and you start winning more and more games, the sky's the limit. Yeah, not to mention in a month, you're going to have two MVP candidates in your lineup. And knowing AJ... He's going to go after another one. He's going to go after another one. I would almost put money on it. He's going to go after another one. So, yeah, man, everything with this Padres team is going right right now. You mentioned the pitching. I didn't even bring up the pitching in, in you know, my first time around. But this Padres pitching rotation has been everything we wanted. And I, I think I mentioned before the season, you know, I think a lot of people were saying, no, we don't need a starter. We needed a starter really bad. Like, no matter what people were saying, there were health concerns. There were a lot of things going wrong for this Padres rotation that said it, it was night and day. We needed a starter. And who do we go out and get? A day after, we were all bummed out. I forgot what trade it was. I forgot who got traded or what, who got signed, whatever it was. The day after, we got Sean Manaya, career 381 ERA. You hear 381, you're like, eh, you know, that's okay. But no, that's like, I don't think that does justice to how good Sean Manaya is. He is really good. And you look at this Padres team right now with runners in scoring position. They are, I believe it's third in on-base percentage, I want to say. So they're really high. They're just doing everything right right now. It's, it's productive. You mentioned the Giants. Giants, there's no way they're going to win that many games with Darren Ruff and, and all those guys in the outfield. Darren Ruff cost them the game yesterday. He cost he, he was horrible in our series, too, on defense, hitting-wise. I mean, the dude's being a beast in May. Um, but their pitching's not the way that it was last year either. The only guy that's really producing for them, maybe not the only guy, I'm not – the guy Junis that pitched the first game, I mean, he was good, but yeah, Rodon, Rodon's been good for Rodon's them. But at the same time, Carlos Rodon, I I put him against any of our top five pitchers. I I think we have just as I I'm not I'm not scared of Carlos Rodon. I'm also not scared of this Dodgers pitching staff, bro. The Dodgers Dodgers lineup is great. Don't get me wrong. Freddie Freeman getting Freddie Freeman was a banger move and it's absolutely bullshit that the Red Sox and the Braves couldn't pay their players and we had to get screwed for it because if that didn't happen you start looking at the Dodgers you're like they're really not that deep but um the Dodgers pitching staff is it that good no nope. hot take 
Kershaw's no. on the IL for a while, dude. Kershaw was looking great. But if you're not pitching, it doesn't matter. Trevor Bauer is never playing again. Um, you got who? Walker Buehler's not having – they're having a good year, but not like a – I'm not scared to face Walker Buehler. Julio Urias, all I can remember whenever I hear Julio Urias is Manny Machado taking him deep, like in that game against it, and how loud the stadium was when he took Julio Urias deep last year. Like that's all That's all I care about when I hear Julio Urias. The starting pitcher for the Dodgers, I, I don't – their bullpen, Blake Trinan's out. Like, what? Like, they're winning games, but are they that much better than the Padres? Yeah, I think. I mean, they basically do what we do: is they beat up on on bad teams. That's what you're supposed to do, right? I think last year, the reason we weren't winning or we didn't make the playoffs because we didn't beat up on those bad teams. We're under 500 against the Rockies, barely over 500 against the Diamondbacks, and now that we're doing it, it seems like other fan bases are criticizing us. It's like, no, sorry, we're doing what we're supposed to do, right? Like, this is exactly what we're supposed to do. And the Padres are showing right now that they are one of the best teams in baseball. They're serious. This pitching staff is not what it was last year. And you look at, well, what if the same thing happens to them this year? It's so much different because this past last year we were going in with, like, three pitchers, two pitchers. So the whole back end of the season, it was, like, two or three pitchers, and that's it. This year we're going seven deep. If two guys gets hurt, get hurt like last year, we still got five other guys. So – it's a much different vibe this year, man. It's a much different team. And though they're not, you know, this is a Fernando Tatisless offense. So, of course, on paper, it doesn't sound as good. They are in the top half in the league in runs. They just smacked around the Giants, who are fourth in runs right now. Maybe that fell after yesterday. I'm not sure. But we smacked them around. So this Padres team is just, it's super fun to watch. It is so, I'm so happy watching these guys. And I, I pray to God because last year, that back half of the season was my the most depressing sports. I'm a fan of a couple crappy teams that have a history of heartbreak. That was the most heartbreaking to me. So I hope that doesn't happen again. But the recipe, this whole recipe, this whole thing shows me the Padres have a winning recipe right now. And that's going to be sustained. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally with you, Isaac. I also got to bring up me and Chase were not we were, we weren't that big on at bringing another starter in, and you were always like, no, nah, you got to bring another starter, you got to bring another starter. Now I also think that if you would have <laughs> said, hey, would you do this trade for Sean Maniah? Yeah, we definitely would have said yes. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, it made perfect <laughs> sense. So that was that's kind of the other thing with that is like, yeah, you do that in a heartbeat. And I know I, Chase has always loved Sean Maniah as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Matt, you brought up. 100 games i mean they're on pace to win 100 right now i think before the year i wouldn't have said 100 i probably would have said 90s high 80s low 90s would have been my my guess um and that's that's considering where the outfield is um and the out it's not like the outfield is has been where like a lot better no it, it's been bad but they're still probably going to add an outfield back they're going to get fernando back and, and you start looking at and i think i think our expectation was you make a wild card you hopefully you win a series, you do some a little bit of damage in the playoffs. That was kind of our thought. Like, you know, have this be a season where you where you take those big steps. Um, but they already look like they're taking those big steps a, a lot farther, I guess, along uh, early on in the year. Um, and I think the the final thing I kind of want to just bring up is like, in terms of the starting rotation, Isaac, you said it. You lose two guys, you still got five. It's a lot different when you have. When you when last year you were banking on Denelson Lamette and Adrian Morahone to be your starters early on in the year, Morahone has never basically never pitched sixty innings in a year because he he ends up having shoulder issues a lot. Um, he's a reliever. 
You look at Denilson Lamette, Denilson Lamette was never in shape to play last year. Like they, after 2020, it looked, it seems like he should have got Tommy John, his elbows cooked. So then you have that happen. They pitched Ryan Weathers about three months too long, and every time he come out, it basically looked like he was throwing that in practice because he was just placing fastballs right in the heart of the plate. And they would lose to the Diamondbacks. They would lose to the Rockies. That Reds team last year, if you would have played the second half Padres, the Reds probably would have beat them four out of those six games. That's how bad it was. So I, I think you got to look at it from a different – like anyone that feels like it's going to kind of be like last year, the roster is not the same. Now, there's areas in last year's roster where they might have had a little bit more depth. I mean, you have – Tommy Pham's not good, but Tommy Pham, like, that is another outfielder there. Like, there were yeah. other guys, but the pitching is night and day. And the bullpen right now isn't that great. Guess what? They're not being overworked, and guys are coming back. And if guys don't come back, what is the easiest thing to add at the deadline? A bullpen arm. Because there's always some team that doesn't even, that doesn't need a guy at all because they're not winning. And they're like, all right, we'll give them to you for this guy. And it's not even that high level of a prospect. It makes sense. Like, you see that every single year with any team that's contending. So I think they're going to end up being in a really good spot come to come the end of the year. But I think that's going to do it for, for this video today. Matt, I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank um, you, boys. I just got to take off to the game here in a second. See, uh, Have fun, brother. Hopefully see Snowball out. But thank you for coming on, man. It's been, okay. it's been real fun talking about the Padres. But I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So thank awesome. you all. If you guys have not checked out Matt's show, make sure to do that. Matt, you want to plug it one more time before we hop Yeah, out? yeah, absolutely. It's um, at on uh, Twitter. It's at Divine Gospel. Um, but on Instagram and TikTok and uh, Spotify and everything, it's Divine Sports Gospel. Uh, we actually have a giveaway right now for if you're interested to go to tomorrow's game. Um, just follow us on Instagram and tag three friends and you'll get put in a raffle. And uh, winner gets our two season tickets for tomorrow against you, uh, Darvish versus I think it might be Eric Lauer, former friend. So it should be a uh, it should be a good one. So appreciate you both so much for having me on. I had an absolute blast talking to you, Isaac. Have fun in the game, Matt. Go Stangs. Uh, but thank you guys for uh, for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys all for listening, and make sure to check out Matt's shows. Get into that giveaway. That'll be a lot of fun stuff. Uh, you said they're they're in left center. You said right? Yeah. So it's two rows back in left field, one thirty two. So um, yeah, feel free. And then the picture on our Instagram is like a view of the seats. So. I, I, I used my uh, my high school Photoshop uh, on that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you guys very soon.